A drunk man poops on a car and tells the police his blood is pure natural ice. There was not a single bank robbery in Denmark last year. And M&M's new packaging sparks outrage. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the galaxy. Oh, yeah, we rock it with some daily weird news as we usually do. I have three weird news stories from around the world for you, for your ears only, only for you. A drunken man poops on a car, tells the hospital staff that his blood is pure, natural ice. I chose this not because of the alluring title, which is just weird in itself, but I mentioned Natty Ice yesterday on the show. I don't know if you recall. And now Natty Ice is just coming back into my life right now in this story. I got to do this. I got to talk about Natty Ice, guys. A very popular beer in my college days. Kalamazoo County, Michigan. We have some conservation officers with the Michigan Department of Natural Resources who recently had an encounter with someone that they say pretty difficult to believe. It involves a PT cruiser, owls, poop, and natty ice. Are you guys still here? Okay, cool. Let's keep going. (laughs) I mean, I know I got you now. You're riveted. Owls, poop, natty ice. According to an official DNR report, this bizarre incident occurred in Gordonek State Game Area in Kalamazoo County when conservation officers Cameron Wright and Joshua Salas came across a PT cruiser parked at one of the entrances to the state game area. The man in the vehicle claimed that he parked there in order to listen to the owls and that he wanted to be left alone. That seems nice. I like listening to owls. I haven't had the opportunity to do so too many times in my life. I don't live in an area where there are owls that I know of, really. So this guy's trying to have a peaceful time in his PT cruiser. Wants to be left alone. But then the officers noticed an opened tall container of Natty Ice beer in the cup holder. Oh, goodness. And you can't have that. Listen, sir, you can you can listen to the owls, but you can't have an adult beverage and listen to the owls. No, no, no. Let this guy eat. eat. Let this guy drink his natty ice tall boy and listen to owls. What's wrong with that? Well, I guess because he's in a vehicle, right? If you're sitting in the driver's seat of a vehicle with an open container, this does break a law. I know, I know. They had to ask the man those questions. You know the question. On a scale of 1 to 10, sir, how drunk are you? And then they expect an honest answer. They're like, this guy's listening to owls. He'll probably give us a straight-up honest answer. He's probably a sweet man who just wants to get in touch with nature and his natty ice. The guy says, quote, Well, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm probably at a 5. I'll be honest. I'm drunk. (laughs) Well, he, he considers 5 drunk. I would have considered seven and over drunk. I can handle five. I can drive on a five. Um, is that five natty ices? No, no. You have to drink a lot of natty ice, natty ices to get to a five. You have to drink a lot of natty ice to get to a drunk level because they're so weak. It's just such a cheap, weak beer. It's really terrible. The natty ice hangovers are, I mean, let's admit it. It's a hellish experience. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It says, based on the response, the officers began conducting some sobriety tests on our man that wants to listen to owls in nature. Halfway through the sobriety tests, um, the man made a face of shock 
grabbed his rear, dropped his pants to his ankles and began... No, no, he did not. He began defecating on the rear bumper of his PT Cruiser. How, what a way to treat your PT Cruiser, bro. That's not okay. Come on now, your PT Cruiser has been a, through a lot. A lot of uh, drunken drives home for you, I assume. This guy obviously was arrested. He was taken to the hospital for a blood draw. On the way there, the man noticed that C.O. Wright, one of the officers, was using his GPS and said to the officer, Man, I'm the drunk one here, and I have to give you directions on how to take me to jail, you moron. <laughs> well, no, you don't have to give him directions. Directions. He's got, a, he's got a GPS to take him back to the jail. Although the officers shouldn't know how to get back to the jail in their area without a GPS, but, you know, they're just trying to keep the protocol, maybe. Uh, once they got the man at the place, they drew his blood. That's when the man mentioned that the nurses were not drawing his blood, but instead said, It ain't blood. It's all beer. It's all beer. Not going to lie to you. It's pure, natural ice in my veins. Oh, yeah, baby. He's got natty ice flowing through his veins. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> it's better they grabbed him before he went out into the world and hurt somebody. It sounds like he was on his way to that. I think the most surprising aspect of this story is it did not take place in Florida. Am I right? There wasn't a single bank robbery in Denmark last year. The number of bank robberies in Denmark fell to zero in 2022 as beefed up security and reduced use of cash in the Nordic country make holdups less lucrative. Bank heists have actually been declining steadily since 2000, when 221 bank heists took place, or one for nearly every day that the branches were open. In 2021, Denmark had just one single bank robbery, according to the data from Finance Denmark. Now, we have increased camera surveillance, they're saying, in addition to improved alarm systems and stronger cooperation with the local police that have helped, they say, bring this number down to zero. That's according to Michael, who has a last name I can't pronounce. He's the director of digitalization at Finance Denmark. Michael says another factor in the decline of these bank robberies is a dramatic reduction in the number of cashiers as well. Well, that seems strange. I highly doubt a bank robber is going to walk into a bank and be like, oh, there's only two cashiers. Yeah, I'll go to the next one. <laughs> I need five cashiers. You're only approaching one cashier anyways. <laughs> what do you need all these cashiers for? Uh, it says here, around 800 bank branches in Denmark, only about 20 of these 800 still have staff handling deposits and withdrawals anyway. Most customers use one of the approximately 2,000 ATMs in the country. Instead, Michael added, a jump in the use of cards and payment apps among Danes also means there's less cash in circulation. Cash withdrawals have fallen by about 75% over the last six years, according to Bloomberg. They're citing some central bank data. Um, in addition, Denmark has a population of about 6 million people and is regularly ranked as one of the world's happiest countries. Yeah, I've heard of that. Apparently, it's very, people are very happy over there. Could it be because of the bank robberies don't exist? Is that why everyone is so happy? Maybe they're just so happy because they've done away with cash. It doesn't seem like anyone has it over there. Maybe I should never use cash again. Maybe that'll make me happier. I carry cash, by the way. I'm totally old school. But let me tell you something. It, it comes in handy. As, as a for instance, yesterday, went to a Vietnamese 
sandwich shop because I like those sandwiches they make called Ban Mi's. Very good. And uh, I got a Vietnamese iced coffee while I was there. They only took cash. And while I was in line, I witnessed two fellas have to walk out. They had to walk away because they didn't have any cash. They asked, where's the nearest ATM? I found it strange that there was no ATM in the sandwich shop. It would seem rudimentary to me that you would put one in there because people are just walking out because you're only accepting cash. That's pretty rare, though. I just say all this to say that I do carry cash still, and it does come in handy in instances like this. But sounds to me like my cash is no bueno in Denmark because no one's using it. Now, in case you're curious about other countries as well, it says bank robberies are on the decline in other countries, too, as the move away from cash to digital banking gives rise to cybercrime instead such as hacks and phishing scams, which target bank details and other personal information. Yeah, we're seeing a rise in cybercrime, of course. Uh, and they're, they seem a little safer than you know, putting a mask on and grabbing a gun and going into a bank. You might as well like, it's sort of like the work from home bank robbery situation. <laughs> a lot of people are working from home. They're, they're also robbing from home these days. It says here, American banks suffered 1,724 robberies in 2021, according to the FBI's bank crime statistics. That's actually down from 7,500 in 2004. Now, the Finance Workers Union said they're very pleased that the number of holdups have come down over the years. But they also noted that while holdups have become scarce, many bank employees who have been robbed in the past continue to struggle with the consequences, some still suffering from symptoms such as anxiety, sadness, irritability, restlessness, and insomnia as well. Obviously, people that have experienced any sort of trauma should seek help with that. Um, one of my sponsors is BetterHelp. You can, if you've experienced a, a holdup at your job, you can, you can use BetterHelp, actually. Uh, I don't think I've ever pimped out my sponsors within a segment, but might as well do that. They're pretty cool over there at BetterHelp. Uh, now, uh, you know, we can definitely say this is a big win that the bank robberies have come down. Fewer people are scared out of their wits while at their workplace. Uh, it seems to me at one point be, uh, being a bank worker was probably dangerous. Now, not so much. Instead, it seems fast food employees are in danger. Uh, as I've noted many times on this show, people are just attacking fast food workers for some strange reason. It's horrible, really. Well, I suppose I'll just wrap up this story by saying kudos to Denmark for achieving such what seems to me a rare feat, eliminating this sort of crime basically from their country entirely. Just adding to one of the many reasons it's a happy place to live. I'd like to visit there. Do I have any listeners in Denmark? I'd be very curious to know that. I'm sure that I do. Email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. M&M's new packaging sparks outrage. Ooh, what did M&M's do with their new packaging that's so outrageous? It's making people angry. It says M&M's is making a statement with its latest candy pack, which features an all-female set of characters. 
Okay, that doesn't seem like something to get outraged about. It's all female characters on the M&M's package. Who gives a damn? Apparently people do. Um, there's an all-female set of characters, including Purple, its newest addition. Oh, is Purple a symbol for something that makes people angry? Let's keep going. Candy maker Mars. Okay, they make M&M's, among other things. They announced that the limited edition all-female pack will include only purple, brown, and green, the candy's trio of female characters, who on the package happen to be upside down. They're doing this to celebrate women everywhere who are flipping the status quo. Oh, all right. A lot of symbolism going on on the package. They're celebrating women. Okay, I like that. We should celebrate women. Women are great. Women are the reason I'm here. It says here, purple... The purple color, the Spokes Candy, announced last year, is a purple peanut M&M. According to the brand Purple, she is a singer who foregoes high heels for lace-up boots and has a very quirky, confident personality. Okay, so that's purple. She's a <laughs> she's got quite a personality. She sings. All right, I wasn't aware that these M&Ms had personalities, but I, I guess they do. I never really pay attention to the packaging. I just just throw them in my mouth. I love M&Ms. Yang yang yang. Uh, the M&M's brand is on a mission, it says, to use the power of fun to create purposeful connections as they work to create a world where, quote, everyone feels that they belong. Uh, yeah, I know. We live in a world where people don't feel like they belong. Now, if I felt like I didn't belong, uh, you know, a purple character on an M&M's package isn't going to really make me feel be belonging. If it did, I would say something else is wrong with me. <laughs> but maybe it's working for some people. I, I don't know. People live their life based on candy packaging? Maybe. I don't know everybody. It says the all-female pack quickly sparked some culture wars, outrage on right-wing media, notably Fox News. Oh, my goodness. They're so mad about this. One anchor at the network said the feminist forward pack emboldens China? Wow. I don't know how you go from an M&M's pack with some female characters on it to emboldening China. That seems like a... A very unreasonable leap, but okay. <laughs> Here's a quote from this anchor. This uh, was said on Monday on Fox. If this is what you need for validation in M&M, that is the color that you think is associated with feminism, then I'm very worried about you. I think that makes China say, oh, good, keep focusing on that. Keep focusing on giving people their own color M&Ms while we take over all of the mineral deposits in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. How do you take this person seriously? I have no idea. And the outrage, the outrage! <sighs> Doesn't seem very warranted to me. It says, in addition to adding purple to the lineup, M&M's has made some other changes to their 82-year-old brand in recent months, including tweaking its logo and giving its six characters some new shoes in an attempt to modernize the candies. Green... The green M&M has swapped her go-go boots for sneakers. Did you guys notice that? I didn't... I, I, I barely look at the characters, never mind their footwear. What about, <laughs> how much time do you think I got on my hands, man? The brown M&M is apparently sporting lower, more sensible heels. Reds and yellows shoes now have laces. Oh, that, that's nice of you to give them laces. They can't run around without laces. They're going to trip. Orange's shoelaces are no longer untied, and Blue's shoes, while little changed, 
resemble what Anton Vincent, president of Mars, Wrigley, North America, described as a bad version of Uggs. However, there was one outsized reaction to the green M&M's new shoes last year. I missed this outrage. There was an opinion piece in the Washington Post that declared the M&M's changes aren't progressive. Give green her boots back. And then thousands signed a petition to keep the green M&M sexy and not give her her boots back. Apparently, I, the petition about a fictional character on a candy wrapper. People signed it. <laughs> ah, I want this much leisure time where I can be concerned about the footwear of an, of an M&M drawing on a package. Sign a petition. <laughs> oh, man, this is ridiculous. Now, look, I'm not saying that there's nothing about candy that you should be outraged about, but let's go big picture here, guys. Have you seen the ingredients in these things? If anyone's going to be outraged about anything regarding M&Ms, maybe it's the ingredients. I'm pulling up the ingredients, okay? There's some questionable ingredients in here, things that I think our body probably wouldn't react to too positively if we if we had a, lar- a large intake of M&Ms. For instance... There's something in there called E100. What is that? E132 is in there. E160A and E is in there, is in M&M's. Also, E306. I don't know what that is. E445. See, they don't even tell you what these things are, man. They just give you a number. It's like a code. You have no idea what they're putting in these M&M's. No one's outraged about that. You're eating M&M's. You're really throwing a bunch of E445s down your belly. Who knows what that's doing to us, you know? Next thing you know, we're, we're turned into robots. You, no one's outraged about that, though. The ingredients in the M&Ms don't make you outraged. It's the little character on the package and the sh- whether their shoes are tied or not. <laughs> ah! Oh, boy. I mean, if we're going to be outraged about anything, how about M&Ms has been putting hazelnut and almond inside their M&Ms? And that can kill some people. Namely, the host of this show could be destroyed by an M&M. But I'm not running around signing petitions. No. I live my life, man. <laughs> Yay! If you want to get down with me, you got to get down with my fleas. Yay! I got a new sensation. In perfect moments. You know it. It's about that weird daily news, baby. Oh, yeah. Highly caffeinated Jonesy here. Just wrapping up the episode with what I call the outro. That's a place where I give thanks and praise. You guys are wondering, like, where does he get this give thanks and praise? It's a Bob Marley song, guys. You should look it up. Give thanks and praise. You know, Bob Marley did a lot of what I would call anti-establishment songs, kind of anarchist stuff. But he also he also wrote some love songs and some songs about giving thanks and praise. I can't give enough props to my man Bob Marley. There's some sort of Bob Marley exhibit in Los Angeles. Um, I wanted to go, but it looks expensive. I'm like, I'm not going to spend that much. I saw the Beastie Boys exhibit in L.A. for free. I mean, why am I going to spend like 60 bucks to go to the Bob Marley exhibit? Like, get with it, guys. We need more free pop-ups in this world, I think. It's hard to do find things to do for free, isn't it? It's just expensive to have fun. I mean, I bowl. I went bowling recently, and it was like twenty bucks a game per, per like twenty bucks a game per person, or something like that, to play just two games. Something. No, I'm sorry. Let me do the math. It was ten bucks per person per game, and ended up being so it was like forty bucks for two people to play two games. That just seems expensive to me. I just recall playing 
I just re- recalled Candlepin Bowling back in New England, and it was like three bucks a game per person. You know, the whole family could afford to play several games on a Sunday. Now, take your family bowling. You're going to drop $200. It's insane. And it's inflation, guys. It's only getting worse. Ah, the gloom and doom. That's why you need to buy me a coffee so that I can do more fun stuff <laughs> in my life. Oh, anyway, someone bought me coffees because they want me to have a good time in life. It's uh, Eric James Pittman. Uh, Eric James Pittman bought me some coffees off my website, weirdafnews.com, and wrote a, a nice note. Eric wrote, good job, man. It takes a lot to do this, and you're great at it. Thanks for the laughs. That, that is so sweet of you, Eric James Pittman, I have to say. I'm going to call you EG, EJP, 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 EJP for short. EJP, thank you for the compliment. It does take a lot to do this. Um, it's, it takes every day. You know, you got to be in on, in on it every day. You got to be committed. I've been very committed. We're like 1,500 episodes in. That's, that's a big commitment. Biggest commitment I've ever made in my life is this podcast. I can't keep at anything for very long. I get bored, but I keep doing this. Um, and, and it helps that I get feedback like this. You know, he's like, you're great at it. I don't even think I'm great at it. I think I'm okay at it. Uh, you know, it's what gets me through is not that I'm great at it. What gets me through is that I keep doing it. There's probably people better at this than me, but they're not going to get up every day and do it. They're just not going to give you that. No, no way. Not unless they're making, you know, a quarter of a mil a year. Anyways. Um, and he says, thanks for the laughs, and I'm glad I've made you laugh. Uh, I'm making some people laugh out there in this small way that I'm doing, which is nice. I'm affecting people more than I've ever affected them through my stand-up, which I'm limited to geography. The stand-up comedy, you know, you have to be in my geolo- geographical area to, to get that for the most part. But this gets, you know, not to say that my videos don't get... I got a lot of stand-up videos, by the way, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash funnyjones, if you guys want to see... Ton- I've, been, I've been uploading clips, like, every day on there, um, so you can get a dose of that. But the podcast seems to be being received all over the world, which is nuts. I never thought that was possible. Okay, continuing the give thanks and praise. Big shout-out to Michael from Iowa City. I just got a lovely holiday card from him with a check... Uh, Mike was um, supporting the show during the holidays. The uh, he was going to match everyone who joined the Patreon and bought me coffees and made donations and stuff. And so he just he he cut me a check, and I was so pleased, so sweet of Michael. So big shout out to Michael. And he informed me that he's the, he's the individual that mailed me the coffee machine as well and the box of candy canes and potato chips. That was all him. So Michael just showing so so much gifting, it just so generous during the holiday as he was. Last year and the year before as well. He's been very generous every holiday. So big shout out to Michael from Iowa City, um, who we all love and we support. And we're grateful for his support and all the, all the calls that he's made. He always has a nice, smart take on the stories. And he is uh, rather funny as well and musically gifted, I might add. So thanks and big shout out to Michael from Iowa City. And a shout out to all of you who have given over the holidays and just added to Michael's donation. So Big shout out to you. I'm grateful for all my listeners and donors and all that. The people that support this show. I mean, I couldn't do it without you. You know, um, you can continue to support the show throughout the rest of the year by uh, sharing it with another individual. That doesn't that doesn't cost you anything during this inflationary period. So, like, maybe the stock market's kicking your ass, man. So I get it. You can't donate. I understand that. Maybe your 401 401k is like slowly disappearing. It's turning into a puddle of mud that you're not going to be able to get anything out of. 
and you're going to have to start a podcast in a closet to survive in your 70s and 80s. You know, that could be a possibility for you. So if that's the case, then just share the show with someone. Tell a, tell a friend, Weird AF News. Hey, give it a shot. Mainstream news got you feeling like you want to just crawl into a cave and board yourself up and not even see the world anymore. I understand. Well, you know, weird news is okay. It's oftentimes funny and you learn something about the weird world, which seems to just be getting weirder, which is good for us all. Anyways, uh, I'm going to stop. I'm about to OD.